Hello, and welcome to The Fast and the Fictitious. This podcast series is produced and recorded by high school juniors and seniors producing a college literature credit from Suella Technical Community College in Lake Charles, Louisiana during the fall 2023 semester. The course itself is live streamed five days a week to seven different area high schools as one of Calcasieu Parish School Board's virtual instruction program dual enrollment courses. The idea behind this podcast is for students to have a discussion about big ideas or big issues. Each episode has an anchor text, a short story from a variety of authors, ranging from Ernest Hemingway to Kate Chopin to David Foster Wallace and everyone in between. Using the short story as a guide, each pair of students touch on a variety of topics. Sometimes they do a little critical analysis of the assigned text. Often they talk about larger social or personal issues. In each case, the discussion is open and honest. The hope is that these students will have thought deeply about the issues and topics and that the current and future listeners, whether students or not, will gain some insight into the anchor text as well as do a little self-examination of their own lives, thoughts, and feelings. In this episode, Scotty and Caitlin talk about Raymond Carver's What We Talk About When We Talk About Love. The story raises questions about the nature of love and whether or not it can truly be defined. In addition to the story itself, Scotty and Caitlin discuss topics such as What is love? Is there a wrong way to love? Toxicity masquerading as love. How the media puts pressure on people to find love. Obsession versus adoration. Why people put up with abuse. Is it possible to learn how to not feel in love? Feelings versus logic. Recognizing patterns of behavior. Being self-aware. Defining what love looks like for others. Loving yourself first how much baggage we carry into new relationships, giving love in the same way we want to receive it, and much more. We hope you enjoy. What we talk about when we talk about love, a little bit of a mouthful, but The basis of the story is love, as you can see by the title, but basically the story, it's like a conversationalist kind of story, which I personally really enjoy. And they basically talk about like what the meaning of love is. So Scotty, the first question I wanted to ask you, pretty broad question, but just to kick things off, how would you interpret personally to you what the meaning of love is? to you? Uh, Personally, I would interpret love as just being there for someone and, you know, just kind of supporting them and just being the kind of person that they can lean on in times of, you know, trouble. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, I feel like that's, that's kind of like the generalized what, how everybody feels about it, you know? Um, so following up with that do you think there's like a wrong way to love somebody I think you can love somebody in a selfish way like wanting their love because it makes you feel better about yourself and not because you actually want to return that love back to them yeah I got I can really feel like they do for not them as a person yeah I completely relate to that like I I've dated people and I've dated people who 
just wanted to love somebody so bad that they were literally seeking out anybody. And I just happened to be in that situation, fell into that situation. And that that turns into toxicity. And I, I don't think that's real love. You know, I like think, you said, it's selfish. Yeah, I think that that can happen pretty often, especially whenever you're like young and you know you want a relationship because everyone's in a relationship and it's just like you want somebody to be in that kind of situation, but that's not really the best to go out seeking it like that yeah definitely because young love can be dangerous because you don't have kind of that mature sense of what love really is you hear about it since you're a child you know in all those fairy tales finding your prince charming and literally every single like disney movie every single like even i was watching like the marvel movies the other day i watched thor for the first time and i was like okay, this story doesn't seem like it's going to have a love interest in it. And then boom, it had a love interest in it. And it kind of gets on my nerves how much that's pushed in our face because it makes us as humans in turn want to find that, you know, because it seems like all blissful. Like if we find somebody to love, then life will be better, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like love is a lot harder than the way it's portrayed in movies, which can kind of set up that unrealistic, expectation like you think it's just gonna be all fun and easy but you know it's difficult it's like self-sacrifice and problem solving it's not just easy breezy yeah definitely I definitely feel that because we talked prior we're both in relationships um this is like my first actual serious relationship that I've been in um and there's definitely we've had some hard times and at first it was really like oh blissful and happy we're happy together we love each other um and then it gets as it gets more serious you run into like more serious problems and you have to work together as a team and it's really hard yeah I feel like there's definitely a learning curve especially in terms of like communication and you know thinking about how something will affect the other person I had like we shared our talking points and one of the things that Uh, you had on yours was honeymoon phase so Mm -hmm. I think that's a really interesting topic Um, like I said at the beginning of my relationship it was really easy did you feel like the same way about yours yeah it was definitely I hadn't run into any problems yet it was it was definitely easy I feel like but you need the hard times to grow yeah definitely like if everything's always easy I mean your relationship's never going to I get beyond that like surface level I feel like yeah like the difficult times really help bring out the best and the worst in the other person which you kind of you kind of need that you kind of need to understand that especially if you want something serious with the other person there's problems that are going to come up you know and you need to understand that to be able to be with that person yeah and I think it just allows you to kind of see if this is really what you want for like however long you want it like if you're planning on it being something serious then I mean you kind of need to know yeah and people who take relationships like really lightly unease me because you hear about like girls in high school or guys in high school who are like players they can't go a single like week without having somebody that they're talking to or it 
it's kind of sad about like how casual dating and stuff has become and like just to me personally because I'm a very like emotional person I'm very emotionally attached um and I feel things very deeply and I feel like it shouldn't just be like a casual type thing you know especially when it's like one person thinks the casual and the other person does not yes definitely and that can like hurt people that. Mm-hmm. That, that well was- I feel like that also kind of goes back into that it's a little bit like especially in a situation where you're taking it casual but you know the other person's not it's selfish like you just Mm -hmm. want them to be in a relationship you don't care what they want yeah no um another question I wanted to ask you going back to like the story we see the characters um there's four of them both of them they're couples um and Terry she talks about her past relationship with that guy ed who basically tried to like kill her stalk her and her new husband and basically was insane but she claimed that he loved her so do you think that that was real love or do you think that was like maybe mental illness playing into that or just what do you feel about the situation in general I definitely feel like there's definitely more mental illness playing to that. Like, there's a certain level of obsession there rather than just, like, pure adoration for the person. Like, I feel like when you love someone, you try very hard not to hurt them. So I couldn't see, like, hurting someone because you love them so much being, like, a normal reaction from a normal person. Like, there had to have been something else there. Yeah, definitely. Because, like... I was really into psychology and like mental disorders at one point in my life. I wanted to be a psychiatrist. So I know a little bit about like obsessive love disorder and then also like borderline personality disorder. And that's kind of what those are sounding like. Like you fixate on a person so much and you believe that you love them. You believe that you care about them, but it's more of an obsession. And there's a really fine line to tell between the two. Um, unless in this case, it's Ed literally trying to kill Terry and says that he loves her. But usually it's 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 just toxic and it's just bad. And it's sometimes hard to kind of configure, like you said, like with the casual versus like the serious, you can't tell on a surface level most of the time because they'll probably act the same way but it's really hard to see how other people are feeling you know well um I obviously don't think Ed really loved Terry but do you think Terry has a point in that love can look different for different people yes absolutely I feel like in this situation that's not a good justification for the things that happen but I do absolutely believe that love can look different for everybody and anybody. Love languages are real and they're very different. And what love looks like to some couples might be like, oh, that's not love to some other couples, you know? So I wanted to like personally ask you a lot of personal questions going on, but um, (laughs) what would probably be like your top love language? Like what's the best way that you feel loved? Mm, probably somewhere in between physical touch and words of like affirmation somewhere up in there 
like I don't know ever since I was little always like like hugs like I always want to hug people and I'm also very wordy and when I care about someone I tend to like to tell them that I care about them yeah I definitely um hear the same that's the same for me too uh words yeah of affirmation and physical touch I am also a very like huggy person but I'm only that way with the people who I love because I guess I'm just kind of confined in my love languages like if I'm not close with somebody I don't want them to touch me you know Well, and I think one of, like, the pitfalls with love languages is that, at least for me, you kind of give love the same way you want to receive love, and that doesn't always match up with what the person needs. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I didn't even think about that. That is a really good point, because, like, looking in now, I definitely do that. Like, my boyfriend, his love language is also physical touch, but then uh, he's he also likes uh, acts of service and not as much words of affirmation. So sometimes it's hard to like get through to him in those times where like we're in an argument or like things are going tough because he doesn't always receive like those words of affirmations that I give him very well. Yeah. Well, and I think it can also cause an issue because if you're trying to give someone like what you receive as a love language, and they reject it, I think it often feels like a personal rejection of you, even if it's just, it's just not what they want. Like, they still love you, it's just not what they want. But it feels very personal, like, you don't want my love. Yeah, and that's why communication is so important in relationships. And I think that's what a lot of people fail to realize nowadays, is that communication is, it's, it's said a lot, but it really is the key to a relationship. It's a key to any type of relationship, friendship, family, anything like that, you have to talk to one another to know what each other needs. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of, going back to like that expectation, there's a lot of an expectation for people to be mind readers, like you're just going to know what they want when they want it for both sides of the relationship. And that's not true. Like you're never going to really know what they want all the time. And they're never really going to know what you need all the time. It's just not how it works. <laughs> Yeah, and it makes it really difficult to believe that you fully understand the person because you're thinking, oh, what can I do to help? But I don't want to ask them because I should know what to do, you know, because it's it's the same with me. Like, I've been with my boyfriend so long, but sometimes he's upset. And even when he's upset, I'm still like, oh, what should I do? What do I need to do to help? And I get nervous to actually ask him that because I feel like there's an expectation that I should know what to do. And I feel like in a relationship where, which I'm sure it's the same way for like you and your boyfriend, in a relationship, whenever like communication is very prioritized, I feel like you're still going to feel that way. Because even if you know you can't ask them, like it's just like scary. Yeah, confrontation is very scary, especially if it's like a really serious issue. Um, yeah. In some ways, it's easier to kind of, you think, anyways that it's kind of easier to back down and be more like okay let's roll with this it's fine kind of like yeah. in the hills like white elephant story that we were talking about kind of just roll with it and believe like okay if I just say what he wants me to say it'll go away you know well and what point do you feel like 
Because for love to work, there does have to be an element of self-sacrifice because it can't always be about you. But to what point do you think that that is necessary? Ooh, that is a really big question. Um, I feel like it's important for one person to take care of themselves as well as love somebody. I think the point where it gets unhealthy is when you're sacrificing so much for the other person that it is either mentally harming you or even physically harming you. Um, So like if they're asking you to like go do things, go hang out, um, but you're like having a bad mental health day and you don't want to, but you do it anyways. I feel like that's kind of more self-sacrifice than needed. I feel like in a relationship, being selfless shouldn't hurt you. I think in any situation, you shouldn't be so selfless as to put yourself in pain, you know? Yeah, I always feel like you can't really take care of another person or show another person the kind of love they deserve if you're not showing that same thing to yourself. Because when you're not at your best, your like your ability to love another person will not be at their, your best. Even if you're giving everything to them, it's just not going to work. Yeah, definitely. And you always hear that saying, like, you have to love yourself before you love somebody else. And I really do feel that that's true. I feel like you need to set boundaries with both your partner and yourself to know what's good for both of you. And, like, know that point where, okay, I have to take care of myself before I can do what you want me to do, you know? Yeah. And I think that's important that both sides understand that because, I mean, you know, we were talking about how young love can be kind of like a, you don't really know what to expect and you can kind of view it as like a fantasy. And mm-hmm. I feel like that may be disappointing for some people whenever they realize that like they're not going to be able to do everything for you all of the time. Yeah. And I feel like that could, that's one of those like, you know, things were kind of shown in movies that's like definitely not realistic and I feel like it's kind of a little bit harmful to like see all the time but that this person should be able to give up everything for you but that's not how love works yeah no and and like you said in movies we see it a lot and it's a lot it's a dramatized version of self-sacrifice as well because usually it's like like just an example the movie Tangled okay Mm -hmm. That's completely fantasy world, but still, like, Eugene is willing to put his life on the line for Rapunzel and do what it takes, and that makes people kind of view it as, I have to do whatever it takes for love. Like, if I don't sacrifice myself for somebody I love, will they love me back? And that that's harmful. Yeah. Well, why do you think that we are constantly being fed these kind of unrealistic expectations of love like why do you think that's such a big thing in our culture Hmm. that is a really interesting question you're coming up with really good questions okay so I just think it's kind of been a thing that's been passed down for so long that it's kind of become entertainment at a point because you also see reality shows with the theme of love and you see 
like books with the theme of love, like, and love and drama goes together, entertainment, and it really draws people in because love is an interesting concept because it can't be like defined, but everybody knows what love should look like, you know, in quotation marks. Yeah, I really feel like, especially with what you brought up about like reality TV shows, like we're really kind of like love is like packaged up for us Mm -hmm. and sold to us. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's you know it is just entertainment at this point for a lot of people and you think about like dating apps like I was thinking about that today and I was thinking about how crazy it is that there are apps constructed specifically for people to find love to find like life partners like that was a little unsettling to me to think about just because the way I feel about love and how important and how broad a concept love is and how deep a concept it is I just I don't like the idea of dating apps at all well I feel like it's just weird like for for most of like human history like marriage was kind of economical Mm -hmm. but love like real love was more organic and I feel like it's just a very very recently have we like you need to find this person and you're this is how you're gonna find them and you know like there's ways to do it outside of just meeting someone that you really like it's kind of marketed to us you know like these apps are making money somehow they're making money off of people wanting to find a life partner and like I agree that the concept of like marriage has evolved a lot as to what it used to be. Marriage was for like uniting families, uniting countries and kingdoms and like, oh, you have to marry this person. Y'all better get along, you know? I really enjoy the fact that love is such a broadened thing nowadays. Like you can go out and you can find a random person and click with them, you know? It doesn't have to no, be. There's not the same kind of restraints. Mm-hmm. There's not the same kind of restraints. Yeah, definitely. So something I also wanted to talk about that the story touches on is like the loss of love. Uh, and I remember like a specific quote talking about the memory of love and like how they change us. So have I wanted to ask like, have you experienced a love prior to your relationship and how do you feel like that changed you as a person? You know, I really haven't. Oh. Yeah. It's what about like different. What about like have you ever experienced like a loss of a friendship? Yes. So how did that change you? Cuz that is that is a type of love, you know. Oh, definitely. Um well, I think it definitely made me feel like I don't know. I never I never really handled that kind of stuff well. Mm-hmm. It was just very like it felt like a very personal rejection. Mm-hmm. You know? It's different though because the ones I'm thinking of, it's not like friendship growing apart. It's like, you know, the kind of friendship dissolving not in a very amicable way. Yeah. When my friendships grow apart, you know, there's kind of like a 
you miss the person and you still have very fond feelings for the person, but it's not the same sort of pain you would experience with the other kind. Yeah, I've been through both friendship breakups and breakup breakups. And I would say, yeah, there's a very strong difference. Um, I've been through a more painful like friendship kind of breakup. I've been through like friendships dissolving and those two pains are entirely different too because when a friendship kind of just slowly fades out of your life it's kind of like a memory something that you don't necessarily you don't feel all the pain at once and before you notice it's over and it's something that I kind of look back and I I think about and I miss that person I wish they could still be in my life but it just it happens people fade away people grow apart slowly and I think it's good to have those types of friendships relationships in your life because people I feel like people are here to teach us things I feel like those relationships are here to teach us I feel like whenever we do grow apart from people in that way like it may not necessarily be like because you know one person's bad one person's good I feel like maybe it's like a symptom of something bigger like you're growing up you're growing different and at that point your friendship is no longer as compatible as it once was you've changed too much as people yeah and especially with like young friendships and stuff it's really easy this is a growing time growing changing period in our lives we're gonna go through a bunch of stuff and we're gonna change who we are as people that's just what happens in like childhood to adolescence so I definitely feel like there's a point where those relationships are no longer compatible you still feel like that sort of platonic love towards that person but it's just it's not meant to be you know yeah so with actual love Um, I guess I'll touch on my experience with what I've learned from people I've dated in the past. Um, The people I've dated in the past, I would say, could not possibly measure up to my relationship now. That might be a dangerous thing, but I'm I'm here for the present anyways. Um, I feel like they really taught me what love should be because those past relationships were not the healthiest. When you're young, your relationships, I will say, will not be the healthiest. It just makes sense because you're young. You don't know everything about the world. You don't know everything about love. So I really think that they taught me more about what love should be and how not to feel in love. Um, And just taught me to respect and love myself as a person more, you know? Yeah. So basing on what you said, do you think that there's like an age that you would say is just too young to really love someone in a romantic way? Ooh. Hmm. I feel like. Ooh, that is you're coming up with really good questions. I know I've said this before, but really big questions and I like those. I like those. Makes you think. I feel like probably 
sometime past middle school because I quote dated people in middle school but that wasn't that wasn't love that was nowhere close to love that was me pretending to be in love and pretending to like people I feel like at that point you can like people you can have crushes on people it's normal to develop those things around middle school age but I don't that's not love crushes and love not the same thing a love is like a more unique kind of bond that you have for somebody and a crush is like oh I think he's cute I think he's funny you know so that's just how I interpret it I discredit all quote relationships I had in middle school I completely understand that um I feel like to truly love someone in a way that we would think of like a marriage or a very long-term romantic relationship requires maturity a maturity you just can't have at 13 years old yep definitely yeah because maturity definitely definitely comes from life experience and going back to the movie thing all kids grow up thinking I'm gonna fall in love I'm gonna get married like little girls dream of their wedding day and what their kids are gonna look like that's just what little girls like to do because the princess movies and fairy tales princes knights in shining armor it's it's always been there you know do you think that that idea of like a knight in shining shining armor is like a bad one to be pushed as far as like relationships go Yes, because I feel like people in real life and not fairy tales, they're going to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes and nobody's perfect. And I think that kind of motif kind of pushes like, oh, when you fall in love, it's going to be perfect. He's going to be perfect. And that's not true at all. Um, I feel like after you get past a certain point in your relationship, there's a moment where you have to take a look at your partner and look at kind of those flaws and realize hey this is a person they have flaws too and you have to either say okay your flaws are too much for me and I can't be in a relationship or you have to accept them and realize that people are people and this is the person that you want to be with yeah, you definitely can't expect anyone to accept you and all of your flaws without accepting all of their flaws as well. Yeah, and it's it's really difficult when you get to that stage in your relationship where you see your partner's flaws because it puts you off of that idea. And going back to like the honeymoon phase, I definitely think that is a real thing. And once you get past it, you get to that point where you see their true nature you see their true nature and you just have to you have to okay you have to measure up what love like your feelings versus like logic like your feelings versus logic with the logical side being okay are these flaws that I absolutely cannot have in my relationship? Like, are these deal breakers or do I love this person enough to deal with these flaws? You know? I feel like that's a very difficult decision to make, but I feel like the outcome of that decision, no matter what it may be, 
would eventually be like peace like I've never had to make that decision but like to either accept someone or say like this is not something I can accept and move on as hard as it may be in the moment I feel like it's truly like making a like the old kind of like a really big decision for yourself and kind of choosing what you want for your life which is important Mm -hmm. and I feel like sometimes we can subconsciously make these decisions um so say your partner you were supposed to go on a date with them hypothetical situation you're supposed to go on a date with your partner but they forgot that they made plans with their friends instead and you see this And for example, your partner doesn't react in the best way about this. Like they don't apologize and they kind of shrug it off. Like you have to decide, you don't sit down and be like, okay, what am I going to do? You feel a certain way about the situation. That's just, you, you know, you can either feel like, oh, that's fine. He was just being mean at the moment. I'll talk to him later. Or you can be like, okay, no, I can't have that in my relationship, especially if it's happened over and over again. I definitely think that like seeing patterns in a relationship is really important for determining behavior because like you said, everyone's not perfect. Everyone's going to make mistakes. And, but it's the repeated like mistake without care. You know what I mean? Like they make the mistakes, but they don't care about the effect. Definitely. And you try to talk to them about it and they're just like, oh, I'm sorry, it won't happen again. And then it happens again. Definitely experience. Or, or even worse, they don't understand why you're upset and they don't understand yeah. why you would be upset. Yeah, and they just tell you, oh, why are you upset about it? It's not a big deal, you know? When yeah. in reality, what's a big deal to somebody, you can never know. You don't know how people feel about a certain thing. So somebody may react a certain way or say something and they don't think anything of it but you kind of take it as like a backhanded comment and this is something I wanted to talk about like miscommunication like how do you handle backhanded or misinterpreted comments from somebody you love I really would think just like head on because like I said no one's friend mind readers and they could have not meant it that way but I think people's prior experiences really feed into that because like if you've had experiences, you know, getting backhanded comments, like rude comments made to you like that, or especially if it's about something you're insecure about, that may like feed into like a defensive response, even if they didn't mean it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the story, we see like there are some backhanded comments thrown around a little bit and the couples are kind of snippy about it um and it's understandable because they're all around the table drinking alcohol there's gonna be a little bit of conflict there and a bit of a little bit of lack in judgment um so personally how I would handle that like you said handle it like head on um especially if I say something and I know my boyfriend kind of takes it in a certain way and I can tell that he took it in a certain way and I didn't mean it like that you just have to be upfront and apologize and clear things in the air like you didn't mean to say it that way that's just what it is because not all people communicate the same and things can get mixed around especially over text nowadays text can make things a lot more difficult 
Yeah, and people's moods can play into that. Like, I mean, the same comment that you would have laughed at if you've been in a good mood, if you're in a bad mood, may hurt your feelings really badly. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And trying to read other people's moods, especially somebody could be in a bad mood and you wouldn't even know because a lot of people tend to kind of hide that. You know, I do the same. My boyfriend does the same. So sometimes if I'm upset, I'll go to him and he'll be upset too and not know how to handle it and then I have a situation where both of us are upset and we don't know how to handle it which I think is another big reason communication is so important because you need to let your partner know hey I need support right now or hey I'm going through a difficult time so I can't necessarily support you in the way you need you know yeah I definitely can relate to that situation um but it's definitely important as far as communication goes to like, like you said, just let the other person know what you need. Uh, talking about like trying to read other people's emotions, like have you ever been in a situation where you kind of defined what love looked like for other people without meaning to? You know, I probably have. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes people come to me for advice on things and I don't know why I'm not a therapist, but I'll kind of be like, oh, no, that's not okay. Like, that would make me really upset, but it really doesn't make them very upset. Like, it's very easy to take on what other people kind of have going on in their lives and, like, put it to you rather than, like, thinking about their feelings. With me, the way I give advice is kind of like, like you said, it's, I feel like it's biased for everybody because even therapists, because who is really to say what is toxic and what isn't? Like, yes, there's a certain point where you can see, like you said, the repeating patterns of stuff and like the unwillingness to change. But sometimes people are just blindsided to what other people would think are bad things. Like, oh, that's not acceptable in my life like a relationship I couldn't I couldn't do that because I actually a girl I work with I she told me that her boyfriend like cheated on her a couple months ago and she's perfectly fine with it like she doesn't care at all and I was kind of like that's a little messed up but okay yeah different people have different boundaries and it's really hard to understand the decisions people make especially in situations like cheating because Mm -hmm. it's always like oh, I would never allow that. But like, you've never been in that. If you've never been in that situation, you don't really know. Like, like there's different reasons that people do things. Personally, I could never see myself cheating on anybody. I could never speak with somebody who cheated on me. That's just, that's just my personal input on that situation. But yeah, it's definitely... I'm sorry, you can go. Oh, no. I can never see that either. But, like, I've heard of situations, like, around my school where, like, girls will take guys back after they cheated on them multiple times. And I always feel like, and, you know, the initial response is, like, how dumb. But then it's, like, well, you don't really know. Like, yeah. you don't really know what's going on. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes manipulation comes into play in situations where, you've been hurt by the same person multiple times and then you take them back like it's not necessarily their fault 
but I feel like that's that's toxic and I think people can be manipulated into thinking like what love should be or what love should look like so do you think that that could be the case as well for that yeah I definitely think a lot of manipulation could come into play I also think that kind of like low self-esteem not obviously that that's their fault but like Mm -hmm especially if it happened in like prior relationships and you were kind of like treated badly you may think you don't deserve better or like a similar situation where you just want a relationship it doesn't matter if the other person's hurting you like you don't want to end the relationship because you feel like you need that yeah definitely because I've had a friend who went back who's gone back to somebody because of the same like kind of situation low self-esteem not knowing kind of where to go next without this person because sometimes for some people their relationships are their whole lives and it's kind of what keeps them grounded or some people could be like known to be together like long-term relationships and when they fall out it's like they don't know they don't have any other friends outside of that maybe or they just they just don't know who to turn to or where to go next. Like it's hard trying to get back up after a hard breakup. Well, and I feel like a very common occurrence, especially with like younger people is like, you kind of jump from relationship to relationship for some people. And like, I don't feel like they know what life is outside of a relationship. Like they don't know how to be with just themselves. Yeah. I feel like it's really important to, be single before like for a long time in between relationships like even my boyfriend he's talked to me about it before but in between relationships he takes a break he always takes a break because after a heartbreak especially like if you were in a really committed relationship if you had a really strong bond with that person and your heart just gets shattered it's really important for you to focus on yourself and take care of yourself before you're ready to come to be in that mindset again of loving somebody and having to make that self-sacrifice for somebody else yeah I feel like you can definitely bring like past baggage into a new relationship and I also think that like there's self-discovery and solitude and I feel like if you're always with someone else because relationships are very time consuming Mm -hmm. you have to put a lot of time and effort into them And I feel like if you've never really been by yourself, I don't know how much you're going to really know about yourself. Yeah. Sometimes I think you can kind of lose yourself in relationships. I definitely did that at one point. Um, And it's, it's scary not knowing who you are outside of being in love or just being in a relationship with somebody especially if you're kind of around them all the time. I used to date somebody that went to my school and we would always hang out together. We were like the best of friends, but we were also in a relationship, you know, and it was hard getting out of that because I didn't know who to be friends with anymore because all my old friends were still their friends. And I didn't know kind of what road to take for myself. I didn't know what to do next, you know? So kind of, I'm thinking maybe this might be our last point, but 
the story really kind of centers around how love is kind of undescribable and how difficult it really is to talk about what love is in general. So can you give like an ex a real life example about like how abstract love is just like a moment that you can't describe in words but you could like you can't describe the feeling words but that's what love felt like you know there's sometimes where you can just like look at a person and it feels like your heart is just exploding and like you just want to squeeze them like yeah that's kind of what love feels like for me I just want to like ugh. yes I definitely get the same way I get like really giddy um anytime I'm like with my boyfriend and I'm kind of just looking at him and the light hits just right and I'm like oh my god you're you're freaking gorgeous you're a gorgeous man and I'm like I love you so much and I just that's what love feels like to me just looking at a person and just being in awe and like we went over the different types of like your partner can have flaws but at the end of the day you have to accept those if you want to be in that relationship and you have to move past those and kind of accept that that person is the way that they're going to be and that you kind of, you just love them. You can't help that you love them. Yeah. Love, big topic, really, really good topic for conversation. I was really excited about this podcast because of all the different ways it could go. Um, I feel, I feel really satisfied with the conversation. I do as well. I feel like it's something that you, if you really had no time limit, you could go on talking forever and ever. <laughs> Definitely, because there's so many different things that, so many different aspects of love that you could have also touched on, like love for your family and love. We did touch on platonic love a little bit, but also love outside of people and love for different things, different like maybe books or music and stuff. Love is just, I feel like it's all around us. And you can yeah, see love in everything. Anyways, thank you, all the listeners who listened. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. So round of applause for Scotty. You had some really good questions. Left me a little speechless. Round of applause for you too, Caitlin. Yeah, thank you. Thank you all for being here. Go listen to the other episodes and y'all have a beautiful day.